Motherfuckers, welcome to the Element of Surprise. My name is Chadwick J. Suet, and this, of course, is the Element of Surprise, the mentally irregular podcast. Thank you for all for tuning in. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, you can find us at EOS mentally irregular.podbean.com. That is the hosting site. We're also available on Spotify and Castbox and iTunes and Stitcher and anywhere that you can listen to your podcast. So, you know, subscribe and uh, 
listen. If you subscribe through Podbean, it automatically comes to your feed as soon as a new episode's out. You're automatically notified. Also, check out the Facebook page, www.facebook.com backslash EOS Mentally Irregular. From there, you can check out any of the upcoming information I put about the podcast, as well as join the group, the EOS Army. Uh, We're always recruiting in the EOS Army, and you're always welcome to join. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Um, I was going to do a topic roulette this episode, and then I decided against it, because literally there's just been too much for me to get to that if I, I felt like if I did a topic roulette, I would be just ignoring the other shit and just putting it off further, and I didn't want to do that. So um, I'm not going to do Topic Roulette this episode. I'll save that for a future episode. That said, I do want to address one of the topics that a friend of mine, uh, Leaf, had uh, brought up. He said, my dick is stuck. What do I do? Um, And that's very vague, Leaf, and I appreciate that it's that vague. So, I mean, the first thing you're going to want to do is that like, I, you worded it exactly as, as follows. My dick is stuck. What do I do? So, your dick is stuck. The first thing you're going to want to do is assess exactly where your dick is stuck. Is it stuck in a window? Is it stuck in a car door? Is it stuck in an electrical outlet? Is it stuck up in that little faucet that comes out of the, uh, the, the bathtub? Where is your dick stuck? From there, once you've determined exactly where your dick is stuck, you can start coming up with scenarios on how to remove your dick from the the situation in which you've got it stuck. And I'm not going to judge, because people put their dicks in a lot of weird things. You know, I one time had my dick in my own hand for what felt like forever, when in turn it was actually only several moments. So, you know, people like to put their dicks lots of places. Um... So I'm not going to judge you for getting your dick stuck wherever it is stuck, but that's the first step. Step one, assess the situation. Where is my dick stuck? Okay, my dick is stuck here, or my dick is stuck there. Uh, From there, you you, you start taking steps to resolve the stuck dick issue. So, like, for example, I'm going to use the the car door example. Your dick's stuck in a car door. Well... Your uh, if the car next step if your dick's stuck in a car door, is that car moving? I certainly hope not because that's you're, you're going to want to grip on for dear life and wait for the car to come to a halt before you try to remove your dick. Now, if the car's not moving, make sure that the car can in no way, shape, or form start moving while your dick is stuck in that door because that's just going to be absolutely fucking detrimental to you. You know, and then, you know, how can I open the door? Is the door locked from the inside? Is there a person in there that slammed the car door shut on my dick because I was showing them my dick and they, you know, like you go up to a stranger and you're just like, hey, check out this dick. And they're like, ah, and they slammed the car door shut on you and it got caught in there. Like, I don't know the situation, but you're going to have to ask yourself these questions and you're not going to have very much time to do so. Uh, given the car door situation. Now, I mean, if it's in a window or if it's, um, you know, in, a, in, the, in the, the faucet in the tub, the spigot in the tub, you you got more time on your hands to address this. But the car door, you got to address it quickly. You know, you got to one, two, three. You got to be firing on all cylinders. Uh, <laughs> I just realized what I said because of the car. That's funny. Um, but no, seriously, you got to be firing on all cylinders. How are you going to get your dick stu- unstuck? You know, maybe what tools are readily available to you? 
You know, maybe your dick is stuck on something because uh, you gorilla glued it to something. And I don't put that past anyone. There was a woman who put gorilla glue in her fucking hair, for God's sakes, because she mistook it for shampoo. So, you know, I could see you gorilla glue in your dick. That, as a matter of fact, there was a fucking American Pie did that in one of the goddamn movies, didn't they? There was the kid stuck his dick together with the glue. I don't remember. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that was a thing. But, um, you know, so, you know, before you jump straight to, well, I need to go to the emergency room. You should maybe look for any type of solvents that you have around the house. Maybe you got like uh, like some ether that you can just dump on there, and you know that'll loosen it up enough for you to get your hand unstuck. And then you can go to the emergency room and be like, "Yeah, I uh, had an accident with some uh, glue and some ether," and they'll they'll patch you right up. But you know, it's better than walking in there with like you know your dick glued inside of a fucking like uh you know faucet that you had to like remove. Because I mean, how are you going to get the tools to remove the faucet? That you're going to have to, like, bash it off with something. And then, you know, you run the risk of harming your own dick. So, maybe your dick is stuck in another person. You know, in which case, that, 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 becomes, a, that becomes a team operation. You know, like they always say, lift with your back. That's a team operation now. Because what part of that person is your dick stuck in? Uh, how did it get stuck there? What do you do? Like, you know, if, for example, if it's stuck in that person's mouth... Don't ask them a lot of questions because you're not going to want them to start talking because that's going to lead to up and down mouth movements and that's going to be chomping and that's going to hurt. Um, my advice is end of the day, you're going to need to see a doctor. If Even if you've unstuck your own dick, just to make sure that you didn't damage any of like the, the soft tissues or any of like you know the cartilage in there, uh, because I'm speaking from experience here, that is a pain in the ass. That it it hurts. It it hurts all the time, and then you know finally you just got to wait for it to not hurt anymore. And the worse it is, the longer it takes to heal. Um, and then you feel like you've got a fucking. It feels like you've got like a like a like a coffee bean stuck under your skin. It's 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 not cool at all. But um. So that's, that's, that's what I would do is, you know, step one, assess the situation. Where is my dick stuck and how did it get stuck there? Step two, uh, logically think through how can I unstick my dick from this situation? Step three, take the steps and precautions to do so. That's my advice to you, Leaf. Um, I actually have a question in return, my friend, and after you hear this, I, I hope to get a response uh, on the EOS uh, Facebook page or in the EOS Army group. Um... What compelled you to say, you know what, my dick is stuck, what do I do? That's, that's advice I need. Who do I know that can answer this for me conclusively? Who do I know that I would trust 100% to give me the right answers to get out of such a situation? Got it. Chad Suet of Export, Pennsylvania. He'll fucking solve this problem. I'm not going to consult any medical professionals, or I'm not going to uh, talk to maybe, uh, you know, people who have previously had their dick stuck somewhere, and I'm not saying I haven't, but, um, you know, I just, right off the bat, you're like, my dick is stuck, what do I do? Chad will know, let me ask him. So, I need to know why you settled on me. What What about me did you, Leaf, say to yourself, this guy's obviously going to know the answer to how to unstick a dick. Um... So I'm gonna ask him. I need to know why you, why, you, why I was the uh, be all and end all to solve that particular crisis for you. But um, 
that crisis should now be averted. And um, there you go. Thank you very much for the topic, Leaf. And I hope I answered some of your questions. And I hope I, I hope that I didn't take too long in getting back to you on this because you did put this up like a few weeks ago. And now that I'm thinking about it, what I'm, I'm asking myself, what if his dick was actually stuck and he needed like a right away answer? And I waited several weeks to record. So, you know, that's, I, if that's the case, I apologize um, to you now. You know, I hope you're not sitting in a, like, a hospital room somewhere with, like, bandages all over your cock and shit and being like, motherfucker. And then you're going to listen to this being like, that son of a bitch. If he would have answered me right away, I would not be in this fucking situation. I could have assessed the situation and taken the precautions to get myself out of it. As he instructed. So, but, uh, you know, hopefully that does solve your, your dick-sticking problems. Um, okay, moving on. I want to talk a little bit about jelly beans. We're going to talk about uh, jelly beans, because Easter just came, you know, just passed a few weeks ago. Easter passed. And, um, you know, it, it, with the Easter candies that go out, you get your chocolate eggs, and you get those, those rabbits, those pure chocolate rabbits, except for the eye is like yellow with blue in it and it always looks like it's half melted and fucked up looking there's those and then you get jelly beans so what you know what are some good things to do with jelly beans well let me tell you two things that i know from fucking experience that you can do with jelly beans as the parent of a nine-year-old um so taking a step back let's take a step back um you know how kids like to say Anytime they've created a mess that's grown beyond their control, that, like, you know, like, they'll fill a sock with, like, Nickelodeon slime, or, like, you know, maybe, like, they'll have a bag and they'll dump, like, half a, half a thing of shampoo in the bag, and then they'll throw the bag, and it explodes everywhere, and they say, oh, well, how, you'll, you, you, as a parent, you go, how in the hell, what in the fuck did you do, what were you thinking, how did you create this mess, and they'll go, oh, it was an experiment. I was doing an experiment. Okay, well, in your quest to further your scientific knowledge, through your experiment, you created a large mess. My, I, I had us an experience like that uh, with some jelly beans and my son. So his experiment, and I, I, I wish you could see my finger quotes here, he decided to conduct an experiment where he took a coffee mug and just took like a handful like a full-sized handful of fucking jelly beans and just mashed them into the coffee mug and then put water in it and let it sit overnight and then he took it in the morning and to see what it had become he upturned it onto his dresser and left it there while he went to school and neither his mother or I knew about this. And so we're going about our day cleaning up, you know, messes and stuff like that that he's left for us. You know, little little presents, other experiments, I guess. And uh, we get to his room and we're just like, I hear his mom go, what in the fuck? And I come upstairs because I was cleaning up downstairs and I go upstairs to the room and I'm like, what? What is it? And I look on his dresser and there is just a pile of jelly beans covered in water, now solidified again into a mountain you remember in um the movie uh close encounters of the third kind where richard dreyfus is kind of losing his mind and he keeps making the shape of the mountain he ends up going to out of like mashed potatoes 
and like he slams like a bunch of dirt in his house and builds the mountain out of the dirt in the middle of his fucking living room. That's that's exactly what came to mind first because I'm like, oh great, son's had a fucking close encounter and now he's trying to shape the fucking the the mountain from close encounters out of jelly beans on his fucking uh, dresser. But that's not what it was. It was just a goddamn mess. And so he gets home from school and we just left it there. We didn't clean it up. We get we, we, he gets home from school and we're like, hey, come up here. Um, tell us about this. What, what, what's going on here? What's this? And he takes a look at it, and he knows instantly he's in trouble. Because the look on his face is that look that, as an adult, whenever you know you're fucked, you get when you're just like, oh, fuck. It was that look. the Or the nine-year-old equivalent of that look. And I'm like, what is this? This looks to me like a pile of wet fucking mashed up jelly beans and sugar that you've just put onto your dresser that is now dripped down into your drawers and your clothes are all covered in jelly bean mess and it's all it's ruined some things that we got to just now throw away and he goes dad mom i can tell you're angry but so you know it was just an experiment oh Okay, good. That narrows it down. Thank you. It was an experiment. Exactly what did the scientific community get to get to learn from this fucking experiment of yours? Exactly what scientific information was gleaned from this fucking information? You know, what, what, what did scientists learn from you taking a bunch of fucking jelly beans, jamming them into a goddamn coffee mug, leaving them sit overnight in the coffee mug full of water, and then upturning it on your dresser? Exactly what scientific knowledge, what world-break, what earth-shattering discovery in the scientific community did you come up with by doing this with your fucking jelly beans? I don't know. That's why it's an experiment. Oh, okay, great. So that, that was the experiment. And then we made him clean it up. But we're not done. We're not done here, kids. Few days go by. Few days go by. Anakin, time to get in the shower. Okay. And then he's up in the shower and he's taking a shower. And, you know, he's a kid, so him taking a shower for like 10 minutes, playing around in the shower, that, that, that's understandable. But he's been in the shower this time for like close to 20 minutes. And I'm like, is he still in the fucking shower? And Ash is like, yeah, he is. I'm like, that's a long fucking time, right? And she's like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, Anakin, what are you doing up in the shower? And he goes, um, nothing. I go, did you wash your hair and your body yet? No. Why? What the fuck have you been doing? Eating. What? Eating. Why? Eating what? What do you eat in the shower? Jelly beans. What the fuck? Again with the jelly beans. That is, I'm glad you haven't washed your body yet because that would be the most counterproductive thing to eat in the shower because now you're taking the sugary, uh, red dyed jelly beans and just getting that sticky ass mess all over your body. Yeah, that's why I'm eating them in the shower so I can just wash it off. And you couldn't just eat jelly beans regularly, like at a table or on the floor like a regular human being? No, it's easier this way. Oh, okay. Another experiment? No, I was just, a, I just wanted a snack in the shower. Two things there. One, I don't know about any of you listeners, but I'm not big on shower snacking. It's not something that I do often, but I, if I were going to snack in the shower... I think on the list of foods that I could take into the shower with me for a snack, jelly beans is going to be at the fucking bottom. It's going to be at the bo- it's going to be at the bottom with like nachos and guacamole dip. 
You know, it's going to be down there with like, oh, I'm going to take, what, what could I eat in the, what could, what could I eat in the shower, kids? Oh, okay, well, my choices are fucking, I got nacho, I got uh, nachos and, che- and, and cheese, I got fucking a, a bowl of hot chili, I've got jelly beans, or I've got a fucking bean burrito. Yeah, none of those. None of those things are shower snacks. You know, honestly, if I'm thinking about something to snack in the shower with, I'm thinking like maybe a piece of fruit. Like a small piece of fruit, like maybe you take a pear in there with you and you just eat the pear real quick and then you throw out, you know, the, the core of the pear or an apple or something like that. And that's to say that you're weird enough to be like, you know what, I was just that hungry. I had to snack in the shower. Jelly beans is not on the fucking, is not on the menu though. But for my fucking nine-year-old, 20 minutes of eating jelly beans in the shower before even fucking washing himself is not only on the menu, it's just like a, it's like a fucking Tuesday to him. It's as normal to him as fucking, like, getting a glass of water or putting your pants on before you go outside of the house. That's just as regular as it is. I think you should ask Anakin about this. Yeah, you know what, while you're here, come on, I gotta interview you. Let's interview you real quick. Tell my listeners... I'm going to ask you three questions, and I want you to tell me the truth. Yeah? At what point, before you got in the shower, were you like, oh shit, I gotta get my jelly beans? Uh, no. I was, like, um, hungry, and I said, oh my god, I had, oh my god, I wanted to eat some jelly beans. And so I, you, you... And I brought them in the tub, and I... And when you yelled for me, oh no, no, dad... No, 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 I, I, I know all this, but I'm saying what... At what point did you say to yourself, I gotta take these jelly beans in the tub with me? There's no getting around this. At, at what point did you say, I can't wait five more minutes to wash my body and hair and dry off before I have me a good old handful of jelly beans? There's no going back. I gotta bring them in the shower with me. At what point did your logical mind tell you that? Well, first, my, my wiener exploded. No, none of that. Um. <laughs> All right, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. No! Jesus Christ. All right. Things to do with your cat. So, things to do with your cat. I love my cats very much. Rikish cat is getting old. She's, uh, she's like maybe 13, maybe 50. We don't know. But, um... You know, she went in, we took her to the vet, she had uh, some benign tumors fucking lasered off of her body and some staples put in, and you know, so, th- you know, this I guy, she's older yeah, we think she's actually older than 13, but um, this led, led us to some thinking about things that you could do with your cat, and uh, you know, while, while, not just while they're healing, but in general, like you can dress them up in, pretty, in, in fancy outfits. You can spend late nights talking to them about your hopes and dreams. You can tell them about that high school crush you've got. You can tell your cat. You can ask your cat to tell you about the high school crush they've got. You can sit there and discuss movie plots with your cat, Bouse, as I often do in the morning when he asked me, who was that one actor in Green Lantern? I said it was Ryan Reynolds. He said, no, the one with the big head. I said that was Peter Skarsgård. And... He's like, are you sure it was Peter Skarsgård? I'm like, I'm fairly certain it was, but never mind. Um, but only I understand, Bal, so only I know that he had this conversation with me. But yeah, there are plenty of things to do with your cat. And as an avid cat fan, and believe me, I, I never used to be. Cats have grown on me greatly, thanks to Bal. 
Um, there are lots of things you can do with your cat. And, uh, you know, like I dance with Bouse. I sing songs with Bouse. I, ha I have uh, lengthy discussions with Bouse about um, uh, movie plots and, you know, different genres of film. Like uh, how a horror movie and a psychological thriller aren't necessarily the same thing. Um, you know, I discuss many things with Bouse. But uh, one of the, my favorite things to do with Bouse is to clean off the gunk that gets around his eyes and give him a fresh, uh, a fresh outlook on life. Um, don't we, Bouse? Don't we? Yes, we do. Here, go, go play. But there are many things that you can do with your cat. And so what I'm asking you, avid listeners, is I want to know things that you do with your cats. Do you accuse your cats of uh, all the things that have gone wrong in your life? Like I do a Rikish cat. Like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm waking, maybe I'm a little groggy in the morning and I slip going down the stairs and twist my, you know, uh, sprain my wrist or twist my ankle. Well, even though Rikish cat is sleeping peacefully in the bed, that's definitely her fucking fault. Because that wouldn't have happened to me had I not been preoccupied. And I wouldn't have been preoccupied here at that point in time had it not been for something she obviously did at some point in her life. So, you can blame your cats for everything. Um, you can teach your cats things. Like, right now, I'm working on advanced calculus and string theory with Bows. Um, You know, there are lots of things to do with your cats, but I'm asking you, what do you do with your cats? Send me cat videos on the EOS Army page on Facebook. Send me your cat videos. And I don't care if your cats are doing nothing. Just send me the videos or pictures of your cats. That's what I want. Moving on. So, you remember whenever I said a few episodes back, maybe, God, this was probably a year, over a year ago now, and I did the episode um, about how you can't out-crazy Japan. Well, and I was talking about all those, uh, those like, dating simulator games that they have in Japan that are just wildly nuts, like the one with the pigeons, like you're the only human left in the world and you're, you've got your choice of different birds to go out with. There's one now that I stumbled on, and I gotta tell you from playing it myself, it's, it's fucking delightful. And it's called My Horse Prince. And the plot is as follows. You play as a young girl who leaves her job at the big city to go work on a ranch. And she gets there, and she meets the ranch owner, who um, I guess the de developers of the game, this game, couldn't give a fucking design to, so they just made him like a child's crayon drawing. <laughs> he looks like a mixture. He looks like a half-drunk three-year-old tried to draw Super Mario, and that's the guy that owns the ranch. Um, but he takes the young girl, and he introduces her to the horse she's going to be taking care of. Um, and it's a horse, but the head is a human head. Uh, because she's attracted to this horse and he's got to be handsome. So it's a human head on the horse. And he can speak perfect English or Japanese, I guess, to um, her. And they have conversations and they fall in love. Um, and it's called My Horse Prince. And I have played this and this game is fucking hysterical and delightful. Like one of the first quests that you go through is uh, with the horses. You feed it a bunch of carrots to uh, get it ready for its daily workout. You know, you got to feed it. But during this time, you can talk to the horse and you ask it questions. It'll ask you questions. It'll be like, oh, wh what is your favorite color? And the choices are like purple, 
green, or brown. And the horse itself is brown. And if you answer brown, it gets excited because it's brown. And that develops your strong bond together. And then you start falling in love. And ultimately, the, the, the point of this game is to make your Japanese schoolgirl character fall in love with this horse with a human head. And uh, I just wanted to tell everybody about that briefly because I think that this game should not only be played by everybody, but we need to discuss it at length. I, I need to get a group of people who have all played My Horse Prince together and we just need to roundtable this shit and discuss different aspects from our own point of played the game. Um, and you can just, it's a free download. You can download it in the App Store or on the Google Play uh, onto your phone. It's called My Horse Prince. And I'm going to be asking you if you played My Horse Prince. And by you, listeners, I think the ones who, you, who think they're like, oh shit, he's talking to me. Yes, I'm talking to you. You guys know who you are. Um... It's a fucking strange thing, man. Strange fucking shit. Speaking of strange, have you ever seen the show My Strange Addiction? I love that show. I don't even watch whole episodes. I watch clips on YouTube. And I just let myself go down that rabbit hole. And I'm kind of glad I do because there are so many good things to find when you watch My Strange Addiction. Now, first off, if you want to watch full episodes, that's on TLC. That's right, the Learning Channel. It's on the Learning Channel, and it's called My Strange Addiction, and it's basically like a uh, short documentary show, and each episode follows a new person who's addicted to something strange or different. <clears throat> <clears throat> and by addicted, they mean like they have an overwhelming compulsion to continue doing this action. Um, you know, and I'm not going to get into too many of them. I mean, I'll mention the, the, the guy who's dating his car. I'm pretty sure everybody knows about that one. But uh, there are two that I feel I personally need to discuss. God, whatever deity exists, reached its, its hand down from heaven with these two fucking My Strange Addictions and pointed at me and was like, you. Tell the world. And I'm like, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, I can do that. So, uh, the first one, it follows a girl named Jennifer. Who, um, she's addicted to eating, eating mattresses. Like, the kind you sleep on. Like, for a bed. Bed mattresses. That's her strange addiction. And they interview her. She's like, hi, I'm Jennifer, and I'm addicted to eating mattresses. And she says it much like my son said he had jelly beans in the tub. Like, it was fucking Wednesday. Like, oh, that's just a normal thing. Everybody does it. Now, I want everybody to get their cookbooks out. Hey, Chad. I know what you're thinking. Chad, weren't you going to tell us about my strange addiction? You just started talking about some bitch eating mattresses. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I am. I'm, I'm still on that topic. But do me a personal favor. Dear listener, avid fan of the element of surprise, go get a cookbook out where you keep your recipes, where you write down your recipes. And I want you to either turn to the page for mattresses or wait, that doesn't exist? Yeah, okay, that's all right. Make one. Make the page for your mattress recipes. Get ready because here's Jennifer's greatest fucking recipe for eating mattresses. This is how Jennifer loves to eat her mattresses. Get ready to write this down. 
According to Jennifer, she eats her mattresses. <laughs> she eats her mattresses straight up with no butter or mayo or anything like that. So just check that one off in your cookbooks, ladies and gents. So that way, for all your mattress cooking needs, you could be like, "All right, I got a mat, new mattress. I'm not. I don't know if I'm gonna put it on my bed. I might eat it. Uh, let's drag it into the kitchen. All right, get my cookbook out. How do I want to do it? Oh, straight up, no butter, no mayo, anything like that. And you just rip off a hunk of mattress and you start eating it, because that's what she was fucking doing. And as you watch in the fucking clips, it shows her like you know, like you hear her voiceover and she's like. She's telling you about eating mattresses, and it shows her, like, you know, like, reaching into her pants pocket, and she's pulling out, like, a, fo- like a hunk of foam mattress, foam rubber mattress, and she just, like, starts pulling off chunks and popping them in her mouth, like fucking popcorn cakes, or, like, rice cakes, and she's like, yeah, I've eaten eight mattresses, and I, 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 I stopped the video there, because I'm like, wait, did she say eight? Like, she, not like she ate A-T-E mattresses. She's eaten eight, like, seven, eight, nine mattresses. She's eaten eight. Eight mattresses. Not seven. Not nine. Eight different fucking mattresses. And as they're talking to her about how many mattresses she's eaten, they, like, one of the clips is, like, she sneaks in her mother's bedroom. And, like, she, like, pulls back the curtains and, like, looks out the window to make sure, like, no one's, like catching her and like no one's spying on her she can't be seen and then she reaches up like she doesn't just like quickly like grab a hunk of mattress off like the corner of her mom's mattress or anything she reaches up under the bed delicately and like pulls out a hunk from the middle underneath part of the mattress the size of like a fucking like a small animal like a size of like a chihuahua or a small raccoon or something like that and she shoves it up under her hoodie, and then she fucking hustles out of that room, back into her room, real quick, before anyone can catch her doing this. Meanwhile, the documentary crew is filming all this, so it's not like it's a fucking secret. But my question is, like, you know, she, she obviously doesn't want her mom to catch her eating, hunk, eating hunks of her mother's uh, bedroom mattress. My question leads to this. It's like, again, this is a documentary thing, so her mom's either gonna, like, find out when the show airs, or, more realistically, one day her mom's just going to lay down in bed and fall through the fucking hole in what used to be her mattress because her daughter ate the whole fucking thing. And then they interview her brother, and her brother's like, Yeah, this started when Jennifer was uh, younger. She was just, like, picking at the back seat in the car, and next thing you know, she eating mattresses. And he says it just like, he's like, Yeah, it was just a normal fucking thing. And, you know, like, he's just used to it now. Like, he's like, yeah, this is the this is the fucking hand I've been dealt. This is what I gotta deal with. My sister fucking eats mattresses. And then they go back to Jennifer. Then they go back to her. And they, they talk to her, and she goes, yeah, I can't eat my own mattress. And, you know, your logical mind goes, well, obviously not. You, you know, you gotta sleep on something. Nope! She can't eat her own mattress because, and I'm quoting verbatim here, she done ate that mattress already. She's already eaten her own bed, and now she's upset about it. Not, not because she doesn't have a place to sleep, mind you, but more so because it, I guess that mattress was the best one, and she should have saved it for last. Like, there's an inflection in her tone. She's like, yeah, I can't eat my mattress because I done ate it already. 
Like, like it's a like she's really longing for that one mattress back. Like that that was like a certa like or like you know sleep number bed, and like she really enjoyed that mattress. It was the best one of the best. She wishes she'd have maybe saved it for last or some shit. But that's Jennifer, and she ate mattresses. And again, this it's on my strange addiction on TLC. But uh, there is one that is better than that, and it involves a woman named Tina or Trina. And her husband, Mike. And, um... Tina is addicted to giving herself coffee enemas. Let's recap. What's an enema? Oh, well, an enema is where you put a tube up your ass into your fucking lower intestine. And then you flush it with, like, liquid that cleans out all the shit and, like, like literal shit and stuff that's caked onto the inside of your intestine that doesn't come out whenever you take shit. <clears throat> that's what an enema is. Tina's addicted to doing enemas with coffee. So, she does this every day, three times a day, per the episode, per the narration, and her own admission. Then it gets to her husband, Mike, and they ask her husband, it's like, you know, he's doing a sit-down interview, and it's Mike. It says on the screen, it's like, Mike, Tina's husband. And he's like, yeah, when I first found out she was doing these coffee enemas, I was like, that's disgusting. But! And then as soon as he said, but, I knew what he was going to fucking say. And then he said exactly what I knew he was going to say. He's like, man, I tried the coffee enemas, and now I'm addicted to them, too. So, here's what we're dealing with, kids. We now have two people in the same household who are married to each other who are giving each other coffee enemas. They're doing coffee enemas together or, or maybe they're giving each other the coffee enemas because A, it keeps both your hands free while the other person gets theirs. And, you know, but uh, before I even get into further shit that I have to say about this, and I've got a lot, a lot more to say about this, let's go back and address Mike's like, when I first found out, I thought it was disgusting. But then I tried it. What made him try it? Was he like, uh-uh, this is a fucking deal breaker. I've got to go get divorce papers drawn up right fucking now. But then he looked at his wife and his kids. He's like, oh, man, but I do love her. He's like, you know what, mate? Let's give her benefit of the doubt. Maybe I'll, tr I'll, I'll try to see things through her eyes. I'll try to walk a mile in her shoes. I'll try the coffee enema. And then when I st whenever it's disgusting to me, then I'll be justified in divorcing this woman. And then he tried it and he's like... Ooh, you know what? That ain't half bad. Now, well, I, I, I just, uh, I can't wrap my head around what level of devotion he had that he's like, before I fucking walk out on this crazy bitch, I'm trying these coffee enemas. So that way, at least I know. But so anyway, he's addicted now too, and they do them both together. So we're going to take a little trip now into imagination land, kids. Now that we firmly understand what an enema is, and most people know what coffee is, and I, for the record, I, I'd, I'd like to mention that I drink coffee almost daily, and it, ha it, does, I have no, it has no problems clearing me out, and I don't dump it up my ass. I, I just drink it normally. So, I mean, I don't see any reason to put it up your ass, but let's, let's take a moment in imagination. Everybody close their eyes. Let's all close our eyes for a second, okay? You there with me? Imagine you're in bed. 
and you're waking up in the morning. There's your alarm clock going off. You turn it off. You're a little groggy. You get up. You go downstairs into the kitchen, and, you know, we all like a different blend. So maybe you get, like, you know, maybe you're, maybe you, you get some of the freshest Peruvian coffee beans that were grown in the hills of Peru. And, or maybe you, you make, like, a very robust, um, you know, Mediterranean roast or something like that. Something that, you know, you can, like, you can, you can smell the coffee and just the scent of it is already enriching you and making you feel better. And so you get this whole pot of coffee. You brew yourself the whole pot of, like, this very robust, you know, French roast. And then you take a tube and you shove it up your butt. And then you take the, the hot coffee and you dump it in a funnel in the tube up into your butt. And then, what happens next? Does it just stay in your butt? No, it's got to come out. It's got to flush everything out of your butt. So how does that happen? Well, then you got to get up and, like, cowboy walk it into the shower. Where then you pull the tube out of your butt. And all this coffee and, fe and feces now just come spraying out of your asshole. That's 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 what they're that's what these two people are doing, and they're doing it as a couple. They're doing it together, like you know, not that we go on many dates anymore, but like for a date night, if Ash is like, "Ooh, I got a great idea for date night, Chad," I'd be like, "Oh, what's that? What do you? What do you? We're we're actually getting a date night? Yeah, your mom took the kid. It's just me and you all night." I'd be like, "So, what do you want to do? You want to catch a movie? You want to maybe get a few drinks in? You want to get a little naked? Oh, I'm we're definitely taking our pants off. I can tell you that. All right, I'm in. What's what's going on with that? We're gonna give each other coffee enemas. Halt! Stop! Back the fuck up! Let's talk about this. We're not doing any of this, Mom. You don't need to come get the kid. Date night is canceled because we're not giving each other coffee enemas. But these two people, Mike and Trina, that this is like. This isn't just date night for them. This is fucking Wednesday. This is like, oh, oh, good morning. How'd you sleep, hon? Oh, I slept good. All right. I'll go brew the coffee. And he does. And, you know, then they go and they give each other coffee animals. These two people were probably banned from every Starbucks in a thousand mile radius. They, or, or, or they see them coming and they're like, they, like, they don't prepare their coffee in like a fucking Starbucks cup. They just give it to them in like, an, like a baggie, like a drip IV drip baggie. And they just stub it up their butt and they just squeeze the bag and like, ah, it's like, ah, there you go, Trina. All right, thank you. Come again. Sick fuckers. And, you know, but they, you know, they do it together and they love it. Now, <clears throat> I do have one more thing to say about Trina and Mike and coffee enemas. Exactly what moment Exactly what moment in, in, in her life, because she's the one that started this, was she like, ah, you know what, I just don't feel refreshed anymore. I feel like I need a cleanse. Do I maybe set up an appointment for a colonoscopy or an enema, uh, start doing enemas myself, or you know what, I got a great idea. I've got a whole pot of coffee right here. How about instead of drinking the coffee... I just dump it into my asshole, slosh it around in there for a while, and then spray it out of my asshole down the drain of my tub. How about that? Because I can't see any other thought process that leads up to that. 
you just don't haphazardly say, yeah, I'm going to start doing coffee enemas. Uh, you don't do that. You, you, it's not possible. But she did. Tina and Mike, coffee enemas. There we go, kids. All right, moving on. Um, again, yeah, it's My Strange Addiction on TLC, the learning channel. Uh, moving on. Um, there is a few things I want to address here. Number one is I've said many times about uh, you know, working in retail, the types of people you meet, you, you, there's, it's never a dull moment. And it always is at your expense if you're the employee, if you're the guy in my shoes. Um, so I'm going to share with you a story of something that actually happened to me because it's just ridiculous. Like I've told you about the people with the bag of coffee that came in with their phone, oh, oh, I told her not to drink the Ziploc bag of coffee, uh, that those people with the broken cell phone, well, I had, a, I had one that almost lives up to that. I had a gentleman come into my place of business with his cellular phone, and he says to me, first off, let, let, me, let me back up, on the particular day in question, the store I work at didn't open until noon. When I get there, this man is already sitting outside of the store, huffing and puffing. And I'm about, I, I go to unlock the door and go into the store to, you know, start work for the day. And he's like, are you open? And I'm like, uh, we open at noon. At the time, it was like 11.25. But I still had to get the store ready to open. So I needed a good half hour, 40 minutes. So, you know, because I had to clock in and get everything ready to open to, for customers. But he stops me on the sidewalk. He goes, are you open? I'm like, uh, we open at noon. He goes, oh, I've already been here an hour. Okay, well, A, the times of business are printed on the door. So if you could look at the door right in front of your face, you would see that. We don't open until noon on this particular day. But uh, I've already been here an hour. Okay, well, I'll, we'll be open in about half an hour. Uh, uh, and he gets back in his car, and he's even more pissed off now. So I go about my business opening the store, and I, I keep looking out the window, and he's in his car, and he's just, I just see him huffing and puffing. He's jabbing at his phone, and I thought maybe he's, like, you know, calling somebody or some shit, uh, you know, to complain that the store wasn't open at the uh, time, you know, at the time he wanted it to be. It, it He had to wait for it to open at the time that it actually opened. But, um... Uh, you know, so I get the store open, and I no sooner unlock the door than he's at the door, and he comes in. He goes, are you open now? And I go, yes, sir, we're open. How can I help you today? And he goes, my phone is broken, and I, I want you to fix it. Okay. What seems to be the problem with your phone? And this is what he says to me, as best as I can remember, anyway. This is what he says. What I say, what seems to be the problem with your phone? What, what, why is it broken? Well, I woke up this morning and I made spaghetti and meatballs. And I was getting ready to eat that spaghetti and meatballs, but it looked really good. And so I was just going to share a picture of it to my Instagram account. But I couldn't get the picture to upload to Instagram. And I spent an hour on that. And it didn't work. And then, by that time, the spaghetti and meatballs were cold, and I threw them away. I didn't even want them anymore. So I am pretty upset. Okay. Can I see your phone? Yes. I look at his phone. 
I go through everything. His service is fine. The phone's fine. It's not. It doesn't have a speck of dust on it. It's everything's fine. Sir, your phone is fine. Then why won't my picture work on Instagram? Okay. Well, you might have to take that up with Instagram. It could be a problem with them. But it's on my phone. Yeah, the app is on your phone. We don't own Instagram. You, I thought because it was on your phone, you did. No. Can you use Instagram on your home computer? Yes. I don't, own, I don't have a home computer. Well, okay, well, if you did, you could use Instagram on it. Do you, do you, you could also use Facebook on your home computer. Just because it's on your phone doesn't mean it's a part of your fucking phone. Doesn't mean it's goddamn problem. And even if it was, that's not my problem. That's fucking Apple's problem. Because you bought the goddamn Apple iPhone. That would be their fucking problem. That has nothing to do with your fucking service. That's not my fucking problem. But that leads me to the more interesting point. This man said he woke up at 9 o'clock in the morning and made spaghetti and meatballs. Who the fuck eats spaghetti and meatballs for breakfast? At what point do you wake up and you're like, man, I'm hungry. I need a good breakfast. Got it. Uh, spaghetti noodles and fresh meatballs with a, uh, with a nice meat sauce. With a, with a nice vodka sauce on it. That's a great way to start a, any day. And if you've seen this fella, it wouldn't surprise, it wouldn't surprise you. Um, and it's not like he had leftover spaghetti meatballs. Because he said it straight up said, I woke up this morning and made them. He didn't say, oh, I woke up and I was going to eat this leftover spaghetti and meatballs. Second... Second point, I understand that we live in a time where idiots like to take pictures of the food they eat and put it online for other people to not give a fuck about, but at what point after taking the picture did you not say, oh, that's going to look really good on my Instagram later, let me eat first and then upload the picture to Instagram? Why did you waste an hour trying to get the picture to go before you even took a bite of the spaghetti and meatballs. Were you that proud of your goddamn meal? Who else is going to see that? Who's going to get on your Instagram and be like, mmm, that spaghetti and meatballs look really good. I'm sure glad Victor decided to put that up. Man, good job, Victor. Like, no, nobody's going to do that. Nobody gives a fuck about Victor. Nobody gives a fuck about his goddamn spaghetti and meatballs. Only Victor gave a fuck about his spaghetti and meatballs. And apparently he gave so much of a fuck about the spaghetti and meatballs that he had to get that picture posted before he could fucking even eat them. To the point that they got cold and he didn't want them anymore and he threw them away and it was a waste of his time. And that's my fault because I work at a cell phone store. So, what have we learned here, kids? Social media is the devil. That's what we've learned. And uh, one more, I think I got one, uh, time for one more quick story to finish this episode out. Um, I get a call the other day at work over the phone. Not my phone, uh, the store phone. And I answer the phone, hello. And they go, hi, um, maybe you can help me. I can't sign into my email. Well, what do you mean you can't sign into your email? I mean, I, I don't have the password. I, I know what my email is, but I don't have the password. Do you have that? Are you asking me if I have your personal email address? The, the password for your personal email address? Yes. Why would I have that? Well, you know, I, I check my email on my phone. 
Okay, again, going back to what I just told fucking stupid Victor, just because it's on your phone doesn't mean that it's part of your phone. You know, you, you download an app, you got to contact the people that developed and made that app. You, you, you download the Facebook app, you, 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 and, and that, that doesn't work. You don't go to your fucking phone store and be like, I bought this phone here and Facebook's not working. You contact Facebook. Your Instagram's not working. You don't go to your phone store and be like, I, I can't get my spaghetti and meatballs on Instagram. You contact fucking Instagram. If you forgot your email password for your fucking like Google or Yahoo or AOL or fucking uh, Hotmail or whatever email server you use, you don't call the phone store because you look it up on your phone, you contact Yahoo or Google or whoever the fuck runs the email server, Outlook. You don't fucking go to the phone store and say, hey, do you happen to have my password? No, I don't have your goddamn... Why would you want me to have the password to your personal email? Do you also want to give me a fucking set of keys to your house? Do you want to give me the alarm code for your fucking house? Do you want to give me a list of your children's school schedules and a list of their fears? Jesus Christ, no, I don't have your fucking personal email password. People are so fucking stupid. So stupid anymore. Like, as a retail employee, you would understand the stupidity in someone being like, you know, and I, I'm, I'm taking this straight from Scott Sice's uh, fucking uh, TikTok videos. Ah, uh, you know, it's... Can I still get the price from that sale even though it ended yesterday? Yeah, I get that. It's fucking redundant and people are assholes for even asking, but I get that. I don't understand why something that you can use on any device anywhere in the world, regardless of what service or carrier you have, suddenly becomes my problem because it's on your phone. Are you literally that fucking retarded? Are you that fucking stupid? That you can't... Okay. Well, my Facebook's not working, so obviously my phone is broken. Can you make calls? Yes. Can you receive text? Yes. Does it turn on and off? Yes. Can you check the... Can you connect to other things on the internet? Yes. Your phone's not fucking broken. You're an idiot. That's what it is. Um, yeah. That being said, if you do want to give me a set of keys to your house or your children's school schedules and a list of their fears, I'm more than willing to take those. I'm not going to say I'll use them, but, uh, you know, I will take them. They're just think of them, they're in good hands. They're in good hands. Leaf, I'm looking in your direction with this. For some reason, I could just see getting a, a set of keys in the mail and you being like, just in case. And I'd be like, don't you live in a different state? And you'll be like, yeah, but just in case. And I'll just be like, you're right. Speaking of just in case, before I let you go, I'd like you to check out the Case in Point podcast hosted by Mr. Just in Case. Um, that's available on Audioboom. Um, then there is McSauce, the comic book podcast, and the McSauce, uh, private, private blend, or, I, I don't know, they, they're, they're Patreon one. But, uh, that's on Podomatic, and that, and, uh, they're both on Podomatic. One is the comic book podcast that's free, the other one, uh, you, is the Patreon you pay for. Either way, good listens all around. <clears throat> and lastly, I'd like you to check out a fireside chat hosted by my very good friend, Ryan Grimace McCormick. Um, that's available on Libsyn.com. Um, it's really an audio journal about what's going on in uh, the daily life of Grimm. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a, a, a fucking good listen. It really is. It's down to earth and it's realistic. And, uh, you know, there are ups, there are downs. You laugh, you cry. Um, and again, that's on Libsyn. So thank everybody for uh, bearing with me all this time. 
thanks uh, again for tuning back in. And um, without further ado, I'm glad to have finally got a chance to fucking record this. I hope you all enjoyed it. Be good, be well, be safe, and as always, cue the fucking bear music. She tips her 